Welcome once again to Tangents, where we talk about everything and anything. So today's topic is uh, parody, and more specifically, sports parody, which I think is a metaphor for many parodies we see, and I'm not talking about funny parody, ha 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 he he he, I'm talking about competition being vicious nowadays, which I think is a great thing. Now, when we talk about the four major leagues in the United States, which would be the NFL, NBA, MLB, and NHL, uh, NBA uh, appears to be the least uh, susceptible to parity out of the four leagues. And uh, I believe that's because... There's only five guys per team, and it constitutes that if you hold about, mm, if two-fifths of your team are superstars, then your team has a great advantage versus any other well-put team. If your team has one superstar... I think your team has an advantage over another well-put team that only has an above-average player as their best player. It's So it's very few spots. So one player can impact the game in an NBA, in an NBA match, uh, I believe, in a greater capacity than, say, uh, a good quarterback in an NFL game being that there are two sides uh, to be played, offense and defense, which consist of totally different sets of players in the NFL. So that's a lot more variables put into play. Now, it appears the NHL and uh, MLB, I'm sorry, the NHL is the team with the most parity. Uh, this is probably because though you have less than eight, I I believe it's also, uh, five players plus the goalie, uh, per team at one time, but there's a lot of substitutions going on. Also, any team that holds, uh, good players yet no superstars, but a superstar goalie can beat any team on any given day even if you have a team with say two superstars and an average so-so goalie because the goalie is uh, probably one of the most important positions in sports because he directly affects uh, scoring on every single play where there is danger of being scored on now there was a little um a little study uh run by uh, somebody in Harvard who used the Gini coefficient. Uh now the Gini coefficient is actually used to compare income inequalities in countries. Uh he used the Gini coefficient 
for the mm, four leagues in the United States. And like I said, he found that NHL has the biggest parity. Uh, the NBA has the least parity. And I would say that the NFL, except for maybe a couple teams, it's uh, anybody can win on any given Sunday. <laughs> I mean, that's a saying that should not be ignored because it's real. Uh, now, I say all that to say this, to bring it back. I think that parody nowadays, whether even though in the NBA, the last couple of years that ha there have been teams, uh, particularly the Warriors, uh, breaking the all-time wins record, which was held by the Michael Jordan Bulls. Uh, and um, I still think parody is pretty big in the NBA uh, as far as the other... 30 or 28 or 29 teams go that uh, are not the Warriors or the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, now, I believe that parity in, in sports is due mainly to a couple of factors. Mainly, I think the professional athlete has actually learned nowadays to actually be that professional. Uh, what I mean by that is that now more than ever, athletes cannot afford to fall back on, namely, I believe, five things, five particular areas. And of course, there are, there are plenty of subsets and sub-genres inside of these areas. But I believe that uh, every athlete must guard these five areas because if not, they're falling back already, mainly because every other athlete that has the resources is keeping track of these five areas. And uh, number one, I believe, is nutrition. Nutrition, uh, what we know now of nutrition, what has Developed in science, nutrition uh, uh, has made great advancements. And uh, a lot of players, a lot of athletes actually have their own personal chef, their, their own personal nutritionist. So that's boom. That's one advantage. So if you're eating cheeseburgers and pizza and a bunch of things you shouldn't be eating to be at optimal levels... Uh, you're falling back. Uh, number two, of course, is uh, should go hand in hand with uh, being a professional athlete, but sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes uh, some athletes try to rely on their raw talent and think that their explosiveness will be enough to carry them through. But number two is fitness. And mainly what I mean is that people such as Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant who have hired the services of one set Tim Grover uh, try to find edges in the way they train, in the way they prepare their bodies. 
on top of already eating what they must eat and cutting away what they shouldn't eat. So if you're an athlete who doesn't push themselves to have their body ready for maximum effort at all times, then you're already falling back. Um, and number three is, I say peak performance. Uh, and what I mean by that is, like I said, um, peak performance, I think, uh, goes hand in hand with nutrition and fitness, which is the preparation of your body, uh, and consistency. So if you're consistent with your nutrition and your fitness, your body is ready for peak performance at all times, barring an injury. So if you're an athlete that's already slacking on your nutrition, slacking on your training, then your peak performance uh, will maximum be 10% of the time. Compared to maybe a superstar whose peak performance is um, anywhere between, say, 40 to 60% of the time. Maybe even higher for the upper echelon elite athletes. Um, so, consistency. Now, number four. Uh, number four, technological advances. What do I mean by this? Uh, basically, the innovation in what people in sports circles call uh, advanced stats. Basically, the mining of the numbers and data available to players nowadays is incredible. So if you as an athlete, you're not using the, the math, the numbers to attack your opposition, you are falling back as an athlete because... Say you don't have the natural ability to run faster than X player or jump higher than X player. If your nutrition is excellent, if your fitness is excellent, then your consistency is sub. I mean, then your consistency is above average. Now you are ready to apply that. In said match or game, when you use hand in hand all those advantages with advanced stats, then you are able to exploit your opposition's weaknesses at a higher rate. Because uh, the technological advances in uh, basketball, baseball, football are incredible. Uh, you are able now to know in baseball uh, which pitch is... And in what area of the strike zone a certain player likes or dislikes or a certain pitcher likes to throw in what situation and what percentage of the time. So uh, these are great, great, great uh, tools to use when you are not as physically gifted as uh, other athletes. 
And then um, number five is uh, the widespread, uh, I think goes hand in hand with technological advances, but uh, the widespread use of information. So basically, hand in hand with the technological advances that are now available, uh, you basically have to understand that your opponent uh, has the same inf same information that you do. So you have to clap down and study the numbers, study the data, use the data available. But you have to kind of contextualize it so that you are able to see the broader scope of what's going on and understand how people will attack you or your team or your weakness. So basically the availability and the advancements in these five things, nutrition, fitness, uh, peak performance, technological advances, and the common widespread information that everyone else has it has led to parity in my opinion in the professional sports now uh, being that as it may what would I say in my opinion the difference between the cream of the crop and average or subpar teams is uh, three things uh, I believe tactics, tactics now more than ever. So basically, that would be coaches. Now, coaches, I believe, are more valuable than ever before for the fact of the matter that since every athlete, every team is aiming to be at optimum level optimum peak performance they have all the same data they all use the same tools tactics now become uh extremely important top of the line priority number one or two i would say so the number two reason i believe that the cream of the crop still rises is uh, innovative execution so that as well goes hand in hand with tactics because the coach will lay down the plan the tactics said tactics now a good coach will prepare their team with repetitive execution and then begin to tweak Inside of the game, metaphorically speaking, inside of the war, he adjusts his tactics. So innovative execution must be able to execute on the fly, but still come to the from the base of laid blueprint. He must go out there and tweak and his players must execute. So innovative execution makes the cream of the crop rise. And number three, I believe, is mental preparedness. So, how uh, how are your players taking care of themselves when they are not on the clock, per se? Are they living a healthy social life? Are they uh, 
involved with too many extracurricular activities, um, mental preparedness, clarity of mind leads to fine-tuned execution inside of games and matches. So the coach who gets their team ready, better yet, the coach who gets the most players on their team mentally ready to execute will have more uh, troops to call on. So if your team has two superstars and the other, uh, let's say two superstars that are excellent at all five things, nutrition, fitness, peak performance, technological advances, and the use of the data available to them. Okay, this coach has two superstars, but three or four or five of their other guys are not so good with their extracurricular activity. Maybe they party too much. Maybe they stay up late too much. Maybe they uh, slack off a little bit in um, their professionalism, basically. Uh, That said, coach is already at a disadvantage because he has to lean even harder on his superstars. Thus, more wear and tear on his superstars. So that brings the overall effectivity Effectivity, is that even a word? The overall efficiency of the team down a couple notches. Now, if a coach has, let's say, three above average players, not superstars, but three above average players, and the rest of his players are average to a little bit below average, but they are all employing clarity of mind, they are all ready to execute at uh, the le- the best level that they all can, even though they might not all be as talented as uh, other teams, the coach already has more troops to call on. So merely by volume of players that he knows that he can count on because they will go in and execute what he knows that they are capable of, he has already more troops to call on. So uh, that also leads to parity. So using all this parity talk, I think it goes uh, hand in hand also in our personal lives. So uh, we must understand that we, when we are part of a workforce or part of an in- industry, the top, the best of the best, They are employing these five things. They're eating for their health. They're not eating to for pleasure. They're eating for their health. They're using fitness. They're exercising, which then in turn gives them more energy. And then in turn, they're more consistent day in and day out. So they're already leaving behind competition just with those three things. And four and five, technological advances. Uh, I believe that in any industry, people that are using technology to their advantage uh, are already leaving 
opponents, uh, maybe not opponents, but leaving other people in the same industry behind. So we have to keep up to date with technology that will be of use to us because not all technology is of use to us. Though most technology can be a tool, sometimes it is not employed as a tool. <laughs> I mean, social media, I need, I need not say more, right? And then, okay, so in any industry, uh, those that really want to succeed already know the information that they must know, that they must, so they contextualize things and they know exactly where they must focus their energy. It's uh, like the other day I heard somebody from, uh, what's that uh, show called uh, Shark Tank, I believe? Uh, where the billionaires uh, hear pitches, right? So uh, one of the things that one of these guys was saying that they hate hearing or that they, uh, better yet, they hate is when one of these people or groups of people are pitching their idea and they ask questions pertaining to their industry and they don't know the numbers, they, well, this said billionaire automatically is eliminating them. So basically, if we are in an industry, we are competing. Regardless of what it is we are in, we're competing. So we need to know by the numbers what are the most important facts about this industry. If not, we are walking blindly. So let's attack our industry. Let's attack our goals with these five things in mind for us to be in optimal levels we must feed our body for our health not pleasure we must be fit we must exercise and start off slow start off little start off small and build on that day in and day out and those two things will start leading to more energy which will lead to more consistency day in and day out and then we must also keep up to date with technology that will help us advance our cause and help us have an edge on the competition because like number five Everybody has the same information, but not everybody can pick and choose the correct information to see the bigger picture and thus attack. Yes, attack.